Welcome everyone to podcast number four. Yes, yeah, Haiku Road. It, it Hi, should have everybody. been podcast number five, but we kind of skipped a week. So we had a, a holiday. major malfunction. <laughs> we did have a holiday. Yeah, we holiday did. Holiday celebrate. It could be so nice. No, we had a, a, a little bit of a post-holiday excitement. Richard, why don't you tell the audience? Well, it, w- it was fantastic. I went on a great vacation. Um, uh, I got on an airplane, which I had promised that I would never do again, uh, mainly for the fact that, that I am a young, uh, I, I, I like to think talented musician, and that's how we die. Oh, there's my telephone. Uh, but I landed Proves in your uh, lack of talent. Yeah, landed in uh, exactly. Apparently, I'm not talented because we made it to Portland in one piece. Um, anyway, got off the plane, and uh, my mom had very kindly given me a car to drive while I was in Portland, um, which turned out to be a, a lemon, as as my brother memorably said, "It's a lemon." And uh, lemon. he he said it was leaking oil, so we got into it and uh, turned it on. And uh, for the first thirty seconds, it didn't leak anything, and then after that, it leaked oil at a at a reasonable pace, about um, an ounce every three seconds. So we took it to the shop, and uh, a quart and a half of oil later, uh, we got it to the shop, and uh, the guy said that it was the, what, the crank cover gasket and X-valve and Y-valve and yada yada gasket and God knows what else, and the timing belt had to be replaced because it was soaked with oil, so between three and six hundred bucks to fix, and I'd already put three hundred bucks into it over the four hundred something I was going to have to spend on a rental car. So... We parked the car in the street, and uh, I got a rent- I got a rental car. And uh, Christmas was great. Spent Christmas with my family. Um, that night, went back to my brother's house, and uh, my brother's girlfriend called him and told him that uh, she had broken off the key to his apartment in the lock, uh, locking his starving cats in and his cold family out. So we stayed the night at his girlfriend's house, um, and I still think that she was actually just bitter and broke off the key in the lock because she didn't know exactly when we were coming back, so... Uh, Frankie, we we know what happened. Um, so we stayed there uh, for the night, and then woke up in the morning to the uh, uh, to my telephone, uh, a call from the Phoenix Police Department, telling me that my house had been broken into, and that all of my musical instruments and musical equipment and computer had been found in the garbage can. Uh, actually, the police said dumpster. So I was convinced this was a trick, and so I called Chris, and uh, Chris confirmed that no, indeed, my house had been broken into, and. Uh, most of my shit had been found in the garbage can, which apparently they had stashed the stuff in the garbage can to come back for later with a car or something. Uh, but uh, about $600 worth of stuff was stolen from my house. And uh... Anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm broke, and I had a great Christmas. I drank a lot of great beer in Oregon, uh, which uh, was, was fantastic. I wrote, I wrote a new song. I performed a new song. Um, I, like I said, hung out with family, hung out with my brother for the first time in a long time. And... Uh, uh, now I have a state-of-the-art uh, alarm system on my house, uh, complete with uh, electroshock devices, actually, at every entrance. Um, the floor is electrically charged, so that if you walk across it without the proper transmitter embedded in your hip, that, that's why I poked your ass earlier, uh, Eric and Chris, uh, it'll actually uh, oh, zap you. Oh, I thought you. that was just the regular, you know, well, it was, yeah, it was kind of bi-weekly dis- <laughs> poke. It was disguised as a greeting, yeah. But so um, do you have those, like, the, those cool, like, Mission Impossible floor level floor level lasers. Exactly, exactly. I got I got fifteen uh, cybernetically enhanced uh, trained attack dogs, um, Labrador Retrievers, uh, two Dachshunds, and a Chow. Um, and I trained Graydon in the art of uh, kung fu. Actually, he carries he sleeps with a katana now, and I um, have my regular garrote 
beside me, of course. And uh, while we're gone, our cyborg takes over most of the uh, general housekeeping duties. So I think I'm pretty safe now. I think, uh, I think it'll be okay. The cyborg? Yeah. Is that like a limited edition thing from like the company that makes Roombas? Yeah. You'll, you, <laughs> it's called a bitchba. And uh, you'll, you'll meet her. I usually don't turn her on in President Company, but uh, I think that uh, President Company in what? President Company. But I think that uh, she'll 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 probably pop in later just to say hi. Neato. Yeah. Can she power herself on and off? Oh yeah, she sucks and she blows. <laughs> Good to know. She's a vacuum cleaner, right? I said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of. Uh... You, you slipped a Mel Brooks reference in there. I did. I, she's gone from suck to blow. So that's that's really the extent of my story. Which um, I've I've actually gotten really sick of telling like everybody that I talk to that I know. Now you don't have to. So. You just direct them to the website. <laughs> you can download say, it if you want to hear Richard's <laughs> tale of the holidays. Um, just go to the website and mm-hmm. log on, tune in, drop out. Whatever. And what, of what, course, if you're hearing those instructions, you've already heard the story, so they're kind of moot. Well, yeah, but I mean, other people can tell other people that well, haven't uh, heard. Tell your friends to download the podcast. In well, fact, yeah. tell your friends to download the podcast anyway. What's really interesting is that uh, somebody brought up the fact that, uh, you know, who knew I was out of town? I was going out of town, and I thought, well, you know what? I, I, I put it on the podcast. I said on the podcast that I was going to be leaving town for two weeks to visit my family. And so, let me just say this once. We know who you are, and we will find you. Of course, you do also have neighbors. Yeah, but they don't listen to the podcast. Good point. No, they just watch your house. <laughs> yeah, but they but they didn't listen to the podcast, and that and that's where I said I was going to be out of town. So they they had no way of knowing. Gotcha. If you could only hear the pee rattling around in my head right now. <laughs> you have pee in your head. A P. Okay, I thought you were... Never mind. I thought something else was going to come out. (laughs) Something's coming at your ears there. No, that was something... Something my dad always used to say to us is that if... I'm going to pee in your head? No. (laughs) That's pretty gross. Daddy peed in my (laughs) mouth! (laughs) It tastes tastes like like burning! (laughs) No, it's just, you know, he'd talk to you and you just shake your head and you don't actually utter any words or even monosyllabic utterances. And uh, uh, he'd say, what? I can't hear the pee rattling around in your head. So. So shall we do a beer cast? Let's do a beer cast. Okay. Beer cast. Beer cast. Well done, and welcome to our... <laughs> will this be our fourth beer cast? Our f- fourth, fourth since beer I, cast. Since we've pretty much we've done a beer cast in every podcast so far. And this week... We have a triple threat, because all three of us have different beers. Aw, yeah. And kind of interesting, too, in their own ways. Indeed. And I'm going to make use of my one of my neat little Christmas presents in relation to two of the beers, although, ironically, not the beer that I'm drinking. I got a book on beers of the world. And my beer doesn't happen to be in the book. Sorry, that was my other Christmas present. So it vibrates. So shall we go through and your beer isn't all that worldly, I guess then. Oh, it's very worldly. This is actually one of my favorite beers, but I'm going to review it for the podcast. It's Thiexton's Old Peculiar. It's an English English ain't ale. That peculiar. Traditionally brewed Yorkshire ale. Old Peculiar ain't with an E, peculiar. not an A. Is it like uh, Yorkshire pudding. And then I think after after we after we introduce our beers, then we'll review them. So. 
Okay, I have an imported, as the label says, imported Guinness Extra Stout. And um, the bottle is even extra stout when you look at it compared to uh, most Guinness that you uh, pick up at the grocery store. And this, and this is not, and this also, since uh, I'm learning from this book, there are many, many different kinds of Guinness that are exported for consum- consumption in our fair land. Uh, this is not the draft one. This is the conventional, ordinary one that you've been able to find for years. Right. And it's not any of the Guinnesses that are uh, uh, shipped to our fair land for purposes other than consumption, such as construction or interpretive dance. <laughs> interpretive dance, yes. especially. Yes. So, Richard, tell us what, wait, what wait you Wait a second, wait a second. Before <laughs> we move on, does the beer itself do an interpretive dance, or does it just, like, it inspire a, it, interpretive dance? It inspires dance? If you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. It aids and embeds. Embeds? Yes. <laughs> You're aiding and embedding a hardened criminal. Exactly. Okay, tell us what you have. In my grubby little paw, I hold an Anchor Brewing Company Liberty Ale from San Francisco. Uh, brewed first on the 18th of April, 1975, to celebrate the 200th anniversary of Paul Revere's historic ride. Not any of his normal rides, but But wait a second, Paul ride. Revere didn't ride in San Francisco. Uh, no one said that he did. But thank you. They just make that. it. They just make it in San Francisco. Oh, okay. That's kind of lame. So... You say drinking Guinness in America. So so, so here we go. Uh, I'll, I didn't I'll, pretend I'll, it was an American beer. I'll drink and review first. And uh, eventually I'll herd these cats into doing the same thing. <sighs> oh, yes. It's very malty. It, it, there's a lot of character to the malt. But it's not a heavy beer by any stretch. Is it either peculiar or old or a combination of the two? It really neither. Hmm. Um, but it does it does taste, I don't know how familiar any of you are with uh, English ales, but it is pretty much a, it is pretty much the archetype of, of uh, English ales, especially in northern. Um, I think the same thing ails them as ails us. Perhaps. English ales, American ales, it's all the same ales. It's, it's, it, yeah. You're ill. But, it, but, it's, in, it, but it's interesting with the the, the hops. Uh, they're they're very much right up front, and they uh, they diminish. So there's really not much of an aftertaste to this beer. So this would be a actually a really good to just sit and sit and guzzle kind of beer. Because mm, it's it's a because as I said, it's very flavorful. <laughs> it's it has a beer. has a lot of very heavy malt flavor, and the hops don't over don't overpower the malt. So you 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 definitely taste the malt. But then, when you swallow it, it, it goes quickly away, so you want more, because it's a wonderful taste to have in your mouth. I'm, I'm, say, I'm, say I'm grinning madly, but... Say, say nothing, Richard, say along nothing. Along with the pee rattling around in Eric's head, and tasting like burning, I'm just going to shut up over here. So, so I like it. I didn't pour it in a glass, so I don't know what kind of head it's got, but as we've mentioned before, I, I like a good head. But it's even better straight into his mouth. It is. And down his throat. It sounds like burning. <laughs> uh, well, I guess it's my turn. Oh, Richard, don't tease the straight people. Oh, wait, you're straight, too. Never mind. Um, okay. Um, so let me read the entry on Guinness Extra Stout from yeah, the book. please do. Says, for the love of God. It says, of the various versions of Guinness currently available, this is the one that comes closest to the original Irish Extra Stout Porter that was created by Arthur Guinness. This classic style is the beer that made the company's name and will forever be associated and will forever be associated 
there's a typo in the book. I was going to say, the next word... With slogans such as, Guinness is good for you, which I've always, you know, had as a catchphrase, really. And I think, uh... Lovely day for a Guinness. Lovely day for a Guinness. Day for and a Guinness. there's nothing, nothing like a Guinness. There's nothing, nothing like, like a Guinness. Guinness. I actually have a poster at home that, set, that says Guinness is good for you, so... The posters this, of the other two slogans, of course, adorn my house. The beer's roasted malts give a distinctive dry, oaky flavor full of toasted malt bitterness. Note that in the United Kingdom, this, this classic dry Irish stout is marketed as Guinness Original, while in the United States, Guinness Extra Stout is the name given to a stronger export version of the beer, brewed to 8% alcohol. Yes, in, in Ireland, it's only 4.3% alcohol. And, and in this in, podcast, it's characterized by the dry narrative. <laughs> yes, the brewery is Guinness Limited uh, from Dublin. Side. The style is dry Irish stout, color very dark ruby red, almost black. Serving temperature, it says, is 54 degrees, and it and it mentions that it is a classic accompaniment for oysters. Why, why is it always got to be black with you? I'm looking for the uh, alcohol content on this particular bottle because uh, it's no, it's, not... it's inside the bottle. I, I think you will. I think you will find. Yeah, it is percentage. in the bottle. The percentage. I think. I think that if you could Smash. find it, you would find that it's eight percent. It's typically on the six pack though, and not on the bottle itself. Sometimes it's on the bottle. But the uh, as as the article as the article said, the export stout is actually stronger than uh, conventional. But what is on the bottle is the fact that the Guinness word, harp device, and Arthur Guinness signature are trademarks. Mm-hmm. That's good. And man. there's uh, uh, an OK and a plus. So it's not just okay. It's, it's okay plus. It's okay plus. It's better than okay. It's like kosher Perez. It's also it's, it's okay also, plus. It's also kosher. Yes, it's kosher. Are you going to drink the beer and tell us how it tastes? Um, well, I have been it. drinking it, but if you want the sound effects, we'll, we'll put this in for, for good measure. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, ah. <laughs> that was nice. Okay, um, It's got a head even in the bottle. That's pretty cool. Yes, it does. Well, uh, kind of the way I just sloshed you it just, around. You just gave it head by sloshing it around in your mouth. Um, but what I, what I did want to mention about Eric this is... Eric likes to give head. It's not That's like it's um, if if people are are more accustomed to Guinness from a bar. It's it's not really like that. It's uh, it's similar in flavor, but not in texture, uh, for sure. So, it's 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 more like a, a bottled beer. I think it's, yeah. it's slightly <laughs> slightly less velvety. That, that's a good word for it too. It's um, it's more if this is going to sound bad. But it's more watery, well, even though it's not really. It's it, not to insinuate that it's watered down, but it's it's more watery than it is um, in terms of like texture and the, yeah. The, the, the main re- the main reason actually, if if you really want to know, is the special oxygenation process. The reason why they have that special tap that only lets a little bit of Guinness come out at once is to fully oxygenate the beer. And the reason that it's brown when it pours into a glass is because there's a lot of air in it, and then the air moves up and the beer settles down and that helps to mature the flavor and release and well, you get that change lo- some that the lovely, acids that such. lovely cascade yes exactly and and so the beer in the bottle is not fully oxygenated only the stuff at the very top because the air gets trapped in and cycles around the top of a bottle much like it does in a beer bottle when you attempt to let it breathe so now you know well that's good to know yeah. if i ever remember it i probably won't probably not i'll just say you know the stuff in the bottle's kind of more you liquidy put your thumb over it and shake it up no that's all right so, moving swiftly onward to can the... I, can I read the thing on on Anchor Liberty Ale? Yeah, oh, for the love of God, please do. Yeah, okay. This is from Anchor read. Brewing Company, as you said, in San Stop Francisco, San Francisco, him. California. Stop it's interrupting a, him. Stop interrupting him. Will you fucking listen to him? 
The style is an American pale That's all ale. I'm saying. The color is clear amber. Don't the give alcohol me that is only 6.1%. Serving temperature 50 degrees Fahrenheit, so a little bit cooler than the Guinness. And it says it goes well with steak and ale pie. Ale pie? I want some. I don't I, I know think, what it is, I think, but I want ale pie. I think it's a steak and ale pie. Ah, got steak and ale. So pie. San Francisco's Anchor Brewing Company, Anchor Brewing produces a range of seven regular and seasonal ales. One of its most popular is Liberty Ale, which was first brewed in 1975, as he said, already, to commemorate that. the bicentennial of a famous raid made by Paul Revere that marked the, in 1775 that marked the start of the American War of Independence. Right. Okay. It has become a regular fixture in the Anchor repertoire in 1983. American pales are inspired by the classic British bitters, typically a bright, clear bronze or copper color, and well-flavored with hops to give them a characteristically dry flavor. Liberty Ale is a fine example of the style, with a rich, complex aroma redolent with floral, resiny, citric hops, combined mm, with sweet, redolent. biscuity malts. The flavor is dominated by slightly astringent Biscuits. hops balanced with light, fruity maltiness, mm, and the finish is dry and refreshing stringent. with hints of lemon rind. Other beers in the Anchor range include a special Rind. Christmas ale, which is brewed to a different top-secret recipe every year, and a heavily hopped barley wine called Old Foghorn. Which is good. Never had it. Yes. Anchor Small is a vestige of the ancient English tradition of sparging a mash, sprinkling with, sprinkling with warm water. Have you sparged a mash today? After yeah. the first batch of wort has run off to produce a second brew. I did not know that. Yes. And what that has to do with... Uh, Liberty Ale? I don't know. But, I actually uh, sparged my mash on that mic on that uh, couch right before you guys came over. That's really good to know. I think I'm leaving now. Okay, so... Okay, now <laughs> it's Richard's turn. Here's my beer drinking sound. Oh, here, dear God. He's spilling it all over himself. Pardon me for tapping the microphone. Yes, he just swallowed a third of that beer in one swallow and spilled... A good portion of that just into the goatee. So it's it's like, like baby spits the swallow. It's like, <laughs> no, it landed on. It's your like it's like a beer sponge. A it bunge. landed on your your pants and your well shirt. That's nothing out of the ordinary. So now Actually, you're gonna I, smell like beer. Oh wait, you always. I was gonna say like, I spilled beer on my shirt before man, you guys baby. came over. So um, Liberty Ale. First off, when you pour it into your open mouth, it froths up quite a bit. Um, it is a very dry, sweet flavor. Um, is there the citrus that the uh, article says that there is? Is it mostly on the finish, I think? The citrus is right at the end of the flavor, but what's interesting is that the flavor after it leaves your mouth is uh, right at the back of the tongue. I'm not going to call it furry, but uh, it, it does leave your mouth very dry, and you start to uh, salivate for more, and the only uh, the only way to cure it is to uh, have another swig. So Drink more. It, it, it's a good uh, light-drinking uh, beer to sit down, I would say, on a, on a cool evening or a, or a warm day, and uh, it's a nice curl-up with a book beer, I think. But that's how I feel about all ales, really. So It's a, it's a good all-around standard ale that really wouldn't get in the way of uh, uh, actually enjoying it uh, by being too dry or too sharp. But it is sort of a, a, a special event sort of beer, so it's not something you'd want to drink every day, because then you'd take it for granted. Yeah. Okay, I think well. beer cast is over now. Yeah, we're done with um, we're, we're done with beer cast and we've gone through the uh the burglar the burglarizing of Richard's house. Mhm. Yeah. Should, should we talk about our music? Let's talk about the music. The album is nearing nearing completion on the basic uh the basic uh skeletons of the tracks. Amazingly. Amazing. I, th I think there's two songs that we still have to finish the the basicness of them. But uh uh, We're about at the phase to go start going through and uh, clearing it all up and actually adding in 
uh, additional instruments and solos here the, and there. The, the and sweetenings, if you will. Yeah, we we, uh, we accomplished a lot of work on Cruel Sister uh, in the past week, which we mentioned in our last podcast because we had just started it, and now it's practically done. Yes, and it sounds it's, it's really, really along. nice. It's, it's uh, line by line. <clears throat> Everyone that appreciated that song from the um, uh, less than fantastic performance and recording quality of the uh, live mp3 that is downloadable from the website um, everyone who really liked that and I know there were a lot just in my family alone um, I think they'll really appreciate uh, that we did it some real justice indeed because we, we have uh, we have as, as we mentioned the uh, the polyphonic the, the polyphonic drum well okay so it was recorded in three separate tracks so that doesn't really make it polyphonic but no it really doesn't, doesn't. But, you know... Jinx. Yeah. Uh, Young deer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but it actually has two bass lines, and it has Richard's guitar, and it has me doing a slightly trickier guitar line than, than we've ever had previously on it, because, of course, I can't play guitar and drum at the same time yet. Was. Working on it. Next week. Okay. But, Use your uh, feet. Yeah, so it sounds really good. We're really pleased with it. Uh, at least I'm really pleased with it. I think it stinks. I mean, it sounds really good. But I think we should actually be able to finish the finish pretty much all of the basic tracks imminently uh, within a week, I think, and then we'll start working on all of the other stuff, which will actually still, I think, take us a while. Fixing up, adding instruments yeah. and solos here and there, but. Uh, that's the detail work. The, uh, the big, the big heavy lifting is almost out of the way. Mm -hmm. So what's new with you, Eric? Uh, as I yawn, uh, my cousin was in town for a little over twenty-four hours. Poor she guy. and her it poor, was poor girl, girl, <laughs> Shayna, uh, and her boyfriend and a friend of theirs. <laughs> so you think? Sounds a little late. I know. Yeah. You're the late joke guy. <laughs> um, they they were in Hawaii uh, for vacation, and on their way back, they had to stop uh, layover in in Phoenix. And uh, as uh, America West so often does, they overbook their flights, and then they offer people money, uh, actually vouchers, and uh, free hotel stay. So they stayed at the airport Hilton. Uh, for free, they got three hundred dollars each in uh, America West vouchers, and uh, even uh, they got some. Uh, they got a meal out of it, so it's not too bad since they uh, since their deal. plans were flexible enough that they could do that. Um, they were able to hang out with us last night, which was a lot of fun. And mm. um, but which of course kept Eric awake until the wee hours of the evening. Yeah, we were out. Ah, uh, the wee hours. We were we were out. Pretty late. The, and those, then we those, those find are the, the hours that come Hilton. after the beer hours. Yes. Yeah. Or for Chris, every waking hour. We we actually <laughs> closed the Mill Q Club, um, and <clears throat> my. They give you the keys. Crazy cousin. No, unfortunately, I'd I'd be back there right now if they had. No, but how'd you how'd you close it? See, I've been to the Milk Me Club, but not the Mill Q Club. <laughs> the Mill Q Club. <laughs> Okay. It's a little out of the way place. Uh, send me an email. I'll show wow, you. 
Yeah, right. Okay. So, uh, so anyway. anyway, um, we we hung out in Tempe because my brother lives in Tempe, and there's definitely a lot more bars, interesting bars anyway, to go to there than um, at 83rd Avenue in Lower Buckeye, where I live. So uh, it it just made sense, and we had a good time. So I I'm I'm happy with that. But uh, as I was going to say, my crazy cousin and her crazy boyfriend and their crazy friend, um, they. Uh, they nearly got into a fight as we were leaving the last bar. So awesome. It, um, it's, it was time to leave. It, yeah, I think it was time to go. And it was some skinny doofus with his pants down around his knees nearly. Um, well, that's Tempe for you. And, and he was very, uh, uh, I don't know, he was, I think he was talking about Washington State or something. I don't know. If, if, if there are any Tempeites listening to the broadcast, I, I, I don't mean to mock you. It's just that you and everyone in your podunk little town are posers. So it's nothing personal. That sounded pretty personal. So, so, so can I say now? Absolutely, apropos of nothing. I'm not going to talk about my TV. Well, I will in a minute. Oh, no, I, I, this beer is lovely and malty. And you'd like I'm to just, drink it in front of your TV. I'm, and I would like <laughs> to drink it in front. Of, but we're still, we're talking about Eric. We'll get Chris to me in a compensating. We'll um, get to that later. But that was the only real excitement, and I don't think anyone besides maybe members of my family even care about that story so i don't i don't know why i thought of it other than it was pretty exciting it, it, it was nice to have family in town even if uh just for um uh an evening but it, uh it was it was good to see him and it was good to hang out it the story yeah. warms my cockles i that's the last place i wanted to warm you trust me <laughs> yeah great another 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 nifty thing in in what eric's life is that is that uh, he and jessica got a much bigger tv yesterday and they yes. weren't robbed we, Which, we got a much bigger TV as payment for transporting an even larger TV, which is a pretty good gig if you can get it. Which get is, paid which, in television. Which is a which is a nice uh, segue into new things in my life. <laughs> At least three or four times a day, and they can vouch for this. Pro- probably more, but at least three or four times a day, I I can be heard to shout. Good God, that's a big TV. Anyway, the. Uh, Mason's parents got a new TV, a nice, really friggin' expensive plasma TV. So they wasn't gave... it attached to some kind of entertainment system in it, in and of itself? Didn't it have like its own speaker system? And it may well, I, I'm not sure. It, it it looked pretty complete. I didn't I didn't study it though. Yes, um, Mason's dad is known to spend large quantities of money on buying really nice entertainment equipment, but anyway. This meant that Mason and I um, inherited their, uh, good God, what is it? Probably about big, fifty, at least fifty-two inches across uh, rear screen, rear big screen projection, rear, rear big screen rear projection TV. It's like it's like the monolith in two thousand one. It just it appears there, and you stand before it, and like the the Spig Zarathustra like starts. Sounding out of nowhere, dun, dun, well, it causes you dun. to devolve as opposed and you hit, to, and you hit the power button. It goes, dun, dun, and it's just and then you everywhere. go out in the front yard and you can watch TV right. as clearly yeah. as you used to be o- able to watch open, it. From open up the windows, stick lawn chairs on the lawn, and just watch movies. I'm actually watching it it's through like my go- window right now. <laughs> it's like going to the drive-in, and they are big rears, and other things as well. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> Don't ask. Oh my, ow, I. <laughs> so I I'm getting other toys too. I'm getting I'm getting new glasses. They, it tastes they, like they, burning. They should be here any day. New oh, glasses. Ooh, new glasses. Oh, I got one. 
So I'll have a completely different new. I'll have a completely different new look. Yes. And for some strange reason, my my new prescription, as opposed con- to his conventionally, old, completely old. New conventionally, look. I think people's eyes get worse. What are you doing? Wait, people's eyes get worse with age. Yeah. What the fuck kind of revolutionary crap are you talking? Well, I, I, what the hell is going to the doctor good if for? You let me finish. My you just s- keep getting worse. If you let me finish. Hush. My, if you let me finish. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, what I was saying. Normally, when you get older, your your uh, eyeglass prescription gets stronger because your eyes get weaker. Um, my eyes apparently are getting stronger because my new prescription is actually weaker. The television is making him devolve. Actually, I'm I'm evolving because. <laughs> I'm shrinking. He's mutating is what he's doing. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm mutating, oddly. It's like and, the fly. I'm stronger than I ever was. And, and I'm getting a new phone. Any, any of you who've seen my phone in the last two or three months know why I needed a new phone. I had a this, tr- He's speaking of his uh, mobile cell, phone. Buddy. Yeah, my cell phone. It has a very high-tech um, uh, fastening device, actually, to keep it closed. It's um, called a rubber band. It's, yeah, it's made from a synthetic uh, rubber, actually, compound that... Um, can be removed or um, applied at will, which is more convenient than your standard hinge, which is, you know, always holding the door on. So if you wanted to, you could just remove the cover entirely. Yeah, except that it's got a speaker in it, so then the phone wouldn't work. Anyway, yeah, I dropped my phone a few months ago, uh, broke one of the hinges on it, and it's a Trio 300, which is a, a Palm Pilot. It's got basically a flip, flip-top flip lid on it that has the speaker in it. So, yeah, it's been being held together by a rubber band for some time, and it's a real pain in the ass to actually use this phone. So I'm getting a new one that uh, is bigger and more obnoxious and also has a camera on it. But it's like once you go full-featured with a phone with a web browser and, you know... Yeah, you know, everything but a fashion consultant on it, it's really hard to go back. So. Actually, I made the promise that I wouldn't go full-featured until I got married. That That's doesn't make something any sense. else entirely. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's definitely something else. Oh, I could show you. <laughs> so, what's new in your life, Richard? Um, I got robbed. Did I mention that? You Once or twice, fuckers. Um, no, there's really uh, nothing else actually. Um, I've been reading uh, the Hotel New Hampshire, a John Irving book. Very, very good book. Good writing. Um, indeed, indeed. Um, working a job. I just hired a new person. Um, Watching the the original Star Wars trilogy, which is which is vastly superior than the episode one, two, and three, which what's the word suck. Um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 really about it. I've been kind of getting my bearings after I got back home and unpacking and getting stuff put back together at work and doing some painting and uh, contemplating picking up my uh, novel again. So groovy. Uh, I should mention that uh, thanks again to Chris for getting me. Um, the Arrested Development Season 2 for Christmas. Oh, I've yeah. been enjoying oh. it, uh, especially on that new larger television set that I have. <laughs> not, to, not to harp on an old subject here, not to beat a dead horse, not to flog a dead no, horse. Oh, come on, it's one of the few things I'm good at. But um, Beating horses? Uh, flogging things. Oh. <laughs> let's let's move on. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, but, yeah, I watched uh, three episodes just before coming over here today. Because I couldn't You're as stop. Sad watching. as I am, I couldn't stop watching. <laughs> That's like me with my really, really. Did I mention it's really big? TV. Yeah, it's it's really it's hard to stop watching it. But I got something big that's hard to not watch too. Um, everyone, avert your eyes immediately. Okay, yeah. my pants are down now. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, what, a large kneecap. No, really, I've got my pants off. Uh, other, than, other than the Feast of Fools show, we still don't have anything on our agenda. I think we're supposed to play Paisley violin. Uh, well, we're supposed Paisley to... at the end of January. Paisley at the end of January. Paisley yes. at the end of January. January twenty seventh. Was, was I told January about January twenty seventh? You were yep. there when we booked the gig. You're the main. Contact. Oh yeah, yeah, I was there. Damn. Okay, yeah. Okay, apparently we're playing wah, Paisley violin wah. on January twenty seventh, and then. Some, and then sometime February in late 20 February. something. Yeah, I don't know we'll, if it's on we'll my head that that calendar in front of my face. I gotta get I gotta put put that on the calendar. So it could very well be uh February twentieth. Something like that. The twentieth or the twenty first. Yeah, it's a Friday or Saturday. It's a Friday so or Saturday. Whichever. I believe we took the Saturday in February because it's a Friday in January. That makes sense. I think that's what we did. So we do have those we're also I think doing an anniversary party in February. Uh, I need to find out more about that because we agreed to do it, and then I forgot exactly what date it was or time mm. or anything. Was the last podcast this boring? Quite possibly. Oh, it, wow. It's only boring because of you. That's true. Most likely. I'm, I'm kind of down. You know, I've been depressed recently, so. The last one was a bit... I thought the last one was really, really wonky, but um, uh, people really liked it, and... Uh, well, I, I got I got good comments from <laughs> listeners and uh, uh, like the, what? The don- let's, let's hear some good comments. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's a good thing you passed those along to the rest of us. Cause. Okay, I actually haven't gotten any emails. This is just Mason saying I really liked it. I thought it was great. Well, he's listeners. Or I, this one might get good, uh, uh, even better results because they really liked the one that they were listening to previously. <laughs> but then the one after this will really be terrible right. because they realize. Oh, there's that Richard guy. Right. No, and, see, and what I, I, I think it was uh, Martin Sheen, actually. I think it was the star power. The star that power of Martin Sheen. Back. They were expecting another another guest appearance, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, so did you, does that mean you booked a guest? Yes, actually, I did. Hold on one second. Why is our guest running? could it be? Ladies and gentlemen, it's a very special uh, honor to welcome into the uh, uh, Pierce Street Studios uh, today um, a very special guest who was, uh, you know, a hero of mine growing up, uh, Mark Hamill, Mr. Luke Skywalker himself. A, little, a hand for, for Mark Hamill, please. Hi, hi there. Hi there, everyone. Hi. Hi, Mark. So, uh, wow. I mean, it's, it's great to meet you, um, finally. This is great beer, by the way. Do you serve beer to all your guests? Uh, oh, of course. There's there's always beer all the time here. That's great. That's super. If there isn't beer here, uh, you can easily go down the street and shut up. Shut up. He's Mark Hamill. He doesn't have to go down the street. Oh, please. I don't stand on ceremony. So, uh, so Mark, uh, it, it's been interesting seeing the difference between episodes one, two, and three, um, and and episodes four, five, and six. Uh, and I was wondering, how, how does it feel to see uh, someone else, Hayden Christensen, a young unknown actor, much like you were, uh, take over the helm of, of, of the Star Wars hero in the first uh, in the in, in the prequel movies? You know, I, I did other work besides Star Wars. I was in Wing Commander. Did you play Wing Commander? Um, I I I think I play, I think I played I played the first one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did a guest spot on The Simpsons. 
Uh-huh. Why does everybody always want to hear about Star Wars? Okay, so... I'm sorry, what was your question? Well, okay, I, I'll, I'll move on. It's okay. I don't mean to dwell on Star Wars. So there was a guest appearance that you did on, on The Muppet Show for Jim Henson um, as Luke Skywalker, and you played uh, Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker. I so have that on what, DVD, by the way. It's just for... What I always wondered is, are you Mark Hamill or are you Luke Skywalker? Yes. Wow. This is this is just amazing. Could you? Could, I, I learned everything I know from Mar, for Marlon Brando. Huh? Even like the force jump and everything. Everything. Did you? Did you? Did you? Did did you fight sabers with Marlon Brando? Oh, I did more than that with Marlon Brando. Wow. You know, book book him for next week. <laughs> yeah, that's. So so, Mark. Awesome. One, there there was crossing sabers involved. Really? <laughs> well, I'm sure we'd all love to Marlon. hear more about that. But what 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 I, I know. How about Marlon Perkins? Did you ever do any sword fighting with him? Never met him. Oh. Mar- Marlon Wayans? Nice guy. Met him, at a, met him at a cocktail party once. He um, could he could he, he just couldn't shut up about Star Wars. Yeah. Well, of course. How, how about a Marlon? Have you ever have you ever um, had a saber battle with a Marlon? Because they're kind of shifty. They got the eyes. That... I, I I tell you, I I uh, had a pitched battle with one in a restaurant once, and, and just a, a tough you know piece of the a fillet. Mm. But that that's about as close as I've ever gotten. Indeed, indeed. So so Mark, um, before before you have to go, could you could you use your force powers to push me across the room? No. Oh. Well, thank you, Mark Hamill, everybody. Mark Hamill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, what, what's really interesting about this fascinating interview with Mark Hamill is that, uh, well, let me describe Mark Hamill for you. He's about um, five and a half feet tall. Um, he has badly matched Six socks. Feet. His, his phone is falling apart. Um, his face has not been reconstructed. And My socks are perfectly matched. He's more prissy than you thought he would be. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, because Mark Hamill is not really Mark Hamill at all, nor is he Luke Skywalker, but our very own Chris Devine, Master Impressionist. <laughs> wow! Wow. How did, how did you do that? I, I was convinced. Uh, years of practice. I, I tell I'm you, I was obs- you're an idiot. I was obsessed with Star Wars as a child, and just, I, I feel, even though he's not dead, I feel like I'm channeling Mark It Hamill. was. It was like you were here. Uh, you had the scars on your face, and uh, your hand had wires in it, and, and... You know, that's really, a, that's a special effect. He doesn't uh, actually have wires in his hand. Uh, what do you mean? No, I saw, it, I saw it on the TV. I have the DVDs. He, oh, well, if you see it on TV, Jedi. it must be true. I yeah. mean, Fox News. Well, what, what, what are you getting at? I don't. I, I think. I think my my brain hurts. Um, yeah. Just oh uh, God. Uh, 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 just a, a oh quick God. a quick political note since we're we're talking about Fox News. Jack Abramoff better than Fitzmus. <laughs> you know, it's just a great name if nothing else. Jack Abramoff tonight. I wanted Jack Abramoff or Abram Jackoff. Abram Jackoff. That's also good. <laughs> and appropriate and appropriate well yeah i think it's great and then the white house is like yeah you're not going to prosecute us we'll donate all the money that we got for for uh political favors to Only uh, they charities didn't. there are actually hundreds of thousands of other dollars well exactly that, and it's like that, that made their way various ways from jack Abramoff to bush and so if i if i get a political crony to give me a million dollars if i hold office and i get them to give me a million dollars to donate to my favorite charity and in return give them political favors that's suddenly okay Apparently, yeah. No, it's. It, it, I think it's less Bush than it is uh, various members of Congress, like our own esteemed J.D. Hayworth, who, uh, until yesterday, was insisting he would never, he he would not give back the money, but I think has since thought otherwise. 
Uh, frankly, I'm hoping it's too late. But uh, there are a couple of people. There's Kennedy who got money from him too, wasn't there? Ed Kennedy. Uh, there were a couple of Demoblicans that got possibly. money from him too. Oh, several. Um, Which just goes to show you the only the only difference between the Demoblicans and the Republicans is the first initial. Anyway, the point is that their big thing is well, you don't really want to bring down Jack Abramoff because you know the Republicans aren't the only ones in this. The Democrats took money from him too and you know what i say <laughs> if they took money as bribes from lobbyists i don't care who they are hang them high they don't belong figuratively in our speaking government. i'd like to see them i'd like to see them disgraced and unemployable and po- and possibly in prison if if appropriate but i don't actually want to see actual real violence done to them well of course i don't actually want real violence which is why themselves. i said figuratively well, sure. I like those people that get so caught up in it that they just off themselves on TV. That would be wow. neat. Can we have some... Uh, you never s- saw that clip of the one dude? I think he was Yeah, a, yeah, I did. The guy in Pennsylvania. He was a I would, state I senator would pay, or something. I don't know. I would pay to see Bill Frisch commit suicide on television. That's a little uh, gory for me, actually. Uh, actually, it is for me, too. I'm yeah. kind of... I'm kind of uh, it's hyperbole for a fact. Okay, gotcha. And just remember that George Bush knows you listen to this podcast. If he wants to know that. No, George Bush knows. He's not that smart. He's the eye atop the pyramid. You're making him out to be some kind of mastermind. Turn the dollar bill over. It says Bushicus right there. So I think we filled up. He's enough. a big turkey. I think we filled up enough of your hard drive for one day. Yeah. L- listen in next week when we may actually have. Uh, uh, I'll see if I can convince them to let me put a sneak peek of something on. More special guests, more beer, better jokes. That's Maybe. right. We're we're exiling Richard from the podcast, so the jokes will automatically be better. <laughs> I don't get no. I'm laughing from. already. I'm laughing already. See you next week, people. Be cool. Yeah, have a good one. Has he ever had a psychiatric evaluation?